Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Paul Brown, episode 19 of the Matter of Faction podcast for the Handshake Media Network. And for the first time ever, we have a co-host. We have a very special co-host joining us for the entirety of this podcast. (laughs) And I'm glad you're throwing to me because you know the guy with the speech impediment and the lisp can't pronounce names. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say here, uh, please welcome Liam Ganane. Is that right? Oh, you actually got it right. Yeah. You know, no one gets it right. Everyone's like Gwenane or Gwenani or so. They just like come up with some other pronunciation of it. You nailed it. Thank you very much. Can I say that we had rehearsals last week? And also, I used to push buttons for uh, the football when I was working commercial radio. Dan Ganane was a commentator, and that's no how I know way. how to pronounce your name. So, nailed it. But before we move on, let's head to the newsroom right now. Ebony Story's got the latest headlines with the heavy news. Sweet, thank you. Now, we all know that Megadeth's Dave Mustaine has been diagnosed with throat cancer, and we've been waiting for an update to see how he is, and good news, we have one. Dave says he's almost through the last round of treatment and his doctors are feeling very positive with his progress. He'll be kept an eye on over the next few weeks leading up to Mega Cruise, but fingers crossed he's well enough to attend. And pop punk band from Sydney, Oaks have just released their brand new single called Chokehold and vocalist James Graham has said he was inspired by the film Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Very cool stuff there. Go check that track out. Now, the Unify lineup is looking pretty swell, but to make it even better, Kublai Khan TX have released a music video for their track, The Truest Love. It's off their forthcoming album called Absolute, and it's out on October 4th. So hardcore fans, that one is for you. And we're pretty keen for Bad Wolves' upcoming album, Nation, which is out on October 25th. And they've just dropped a new single called Sober, and it's actually a beautifully done ballad-style song. So I'm really loving that one at the moment. And lastly, with some huge tour news, Ginger have finally booked an East Coast tour down here for next year. That's it. We're done. Stay heavy. All right. So... For those of you who don't know, and I don't know, I don't think there'd be too many people out there. If you are, you're living under a rock. Yeah, Liam uh, is in Reside and in Wind Waker as well. Temporarily, for now. Yeah. Yeah. About that. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been a big year. It's been a hard decision to make. uh, Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A lot of emotional breakdowns, but um, yeah, you kind of of touched on why that has been the case. You know, Mm. you mentioned Reside. Yeah. Being a project that has grown beyond my expectations. So. I mean, that's why I mentioned it first. Like, mm. I put that at the at the front of it because, you know, that's become your focus and, and the, you know, obviously it's so close to your heart. Like, you're the front of that band yeah. and the songs are, I'm, I'm guessing, almost entirely very, yours. Very personal songs too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it was a, a band that started, what, in 2017, late 2017, early 2018, um, that I'd sort of started doing on the side, um, and I'd sort of rejoined Wind Waker. Little trivia: I had been in Wind Waker for a little while, and then when they first moved to Melbourne many, many moons ago, and um, then I left to go pursue other musical things. And then I went and filled in, and then when I filled in, Jesse Crofts joined, and we both just like hit it off like that, and we were like. Okay, I can't be. Gotta, I got. I got to be in a band with you. Yeah, yeah like that's you, cool. I have so much fun. So we ended up joining, and we, you know, we did things like New Infinite, and we did this Empire EP. And in that time, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd started this band called Reside, and uh, it was something that, yeah, as I said, is very personal and kind of stylistically is something that falls a lot more in line with creatively what I like to do. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not super like. I don't listen to lots of heavy music. I mean, believe it or not, I do. I love heavy music, but 
it's not something that is so I'm like so passionate about. I love making more like rock kind of music, yep, more alternative yep. kind of music. Yeah, yeah. And in the last year, it's kind of yeah grown a lot more than I've I could ever could have, have expected. expected. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that time came where we got offered to do these make them suffer shows yep. in the regional Victoria. And the day before that offer came through, we resided, got offered to do the Eat Your Heart Out tour, and we'd already yep. said yes to it. And it was just like, okay. I've I've been suffering from trying to like spread myself pretty from thin. wearing too many hats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And since cloning hasn't been invented yet, you sort of found yourself in this rock well, in this hard place. Yeah. I mean, technically, it has. Well, we're not going to dolly clone. from the nineties. Yeah, sheep probably the, the, disagrees yeah. with you, eh? But you know, that, that's 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 fine. They can do that. I'm just talking about human Humans, testing. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. come to that point yet. Right. I mean, if we did that, we wouldn't be in this predicament that you're in no, right now. Not absolutely not. Speaking of which, the toughest situation actually um, of balancing the two was actually when we were writing My Empire and recording it was exactly at the same time as I was writing uh, and recording the light that you saw, the the EP for like Reside's last record. So having to do both of those like quite mentally and physically just almost like just killed me. Like it was literally yeah. taking one hat off and yeah. putting another on. It was like, were you doing it in the same studios or were you so separately or different producers? So we both bands do their thing in house. So I engineered, I've engineered all of reside stuff oh, nice. up until now. Um, and Chris is, uh, Chris Alex also done the engineering for wind waker stuff. So it would be like Monday night. I'd go over to their apartment and I would go and re- we'd write and we'd record these songs. And then the next night, you know, I might go to work. And then the following night, I'd be like back at my house just writing and recording this other stuff about, you know, all these like really dark things that had happened in the year that was 2017 when we were writing it. So, yeah, it was a uh, really full on time. And so since that since that uh, period of time, like recording and writing, there hadn't really been anything else that had kind of gotten in the way. Like we'd planned our like campaigns and I'd been able to kind of balance it up until, yeah, basically when these make them suffer shows came up and we were like, okay, well, we, we got to make it. We've got to look into, we've got to look into the future now. Like what? Because it's not happening. It's not just been one sided either. It's not one band has just like gone bunter. Both have really, glowed up this year yeah Yeah. they've really both bands have had such bonanza years in terms of touring you've both put records out Mm. both experienced like excellent tours on your own bat as well as supports and that sort of stuff as well and yeah like it was obvious that you know when you made that statement the other night it's like as much as it is a problem it's Mm. a good problem for you in that it just means that you've had to creatively make the best decision for Wind Waker in that you're going to be available less for them. Mm. Uh, so, you know, best to hand off to someone who's going to be available. Exactly. And then it's the best thing for Reside as well because it means you can now focus, focus on it. Focus on like it, exactly. Such a... And not, not exact... Half-assing isn't the word because, you know, you yeah. want to be able to put your heart and soul into something right. like that. You don't that, want to be spread exactly. too thin. Yeah. And the decision wasn't something that I made sort of overnight. Like, it, no. I mean, we'd kind of had mutually been feeling it over the last couple of months. It just wasn't until like lately when I'd actually had to start missing shows and we'd had to start getting a fill in that it actually sort of became a bit of an issue to actually talk about and consider. And I think in my role in Wind Waker, um, at least especially on this last record has kind of made it really difficult for that. Like I've obviously played a bit more of an involved 
role as of mm. like late like with the, the more recent music um so having to try and like say hey look I, I'm really sorry about this. I have to like miss these shows because so there's something about me not being with like we've we've played those shows as a four piece, you know, mm. without me and not having a fill in. And Will's had to try and sing those parts, you know, on oh, top of his of parts course, as I well. Didn't even think so about from the, even, even like a live didn't perspective, of, didn't even think about vocally. Yeah, from like a live perspective, it's it's like actually kind of been really hard. Um, so we we got um Sean from a band called Waybridge to come in and feel he filled in on the bear tooth tour um when i uh was away i was on holidays <laughs> i mean booked, that I'd, was a holiday that you had booked I'd well booked before well, even yeah. even the releases were out right <clears throat> correct I, so it was like, like at the start of the year there's no way you could have predicted that these were gonna go so well we got that offer like yeah. a month before the shows like had like like the before the, yeah exactly yeah. so we uh, yeah we got we got um we were talking to a couple people like a booking agent had told us about it and I was like, what dates? And he was like, these dates. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> That's like, Squarely, right, yeah. square in the middle. I was like, it's not even like I'm missing one show. It's like all of them. I'm just not even there for. So when we met, like when Sean came up into the discussion of like filling in for me, I guess that kind of in everyone's mind meant like, oh, well, we can actually still kind of keep playing doing this yeah, yeah. rolling for the band and everything that yeah. has accumulated up to into, up until that point yeah exactly so yeah i decided that i thought i thought that this was going to be the right decision it was around that week mm. that i did make that post but it was something that we had sort of been talking about and thinking about for a really long time um and yeah it, it a lot of a lot of emotional uh conversations and and, and breakdowns and I, I, I didn't really know what to do for the longest time because I felt like if I were to step away from Wind Waker, I would be stepping, you know, two or three steps back from, you know, in terms of a, a, the development of a band. Like, yeah. we're not at the same level yet. And sort of saying goodbye to a band that basically, from all these years of hard work that I've put into it, basically the rewards of all that hard work are only just sort of starting Start to come the fruits to show fruits coming to bear yeah yeah and it's like shit like what a, like i can't say goodbye like this i want to enjoy all the cool yeah. things yeah, about yeah. being in a band now and i can't because but then I, on the other hand creatively, creatively that that's like nourishing your soul uh, a lot more because that, it is such more personal and, stuff and that's what it came down to in the end it was just like what am I going to be like? What's going to let me sleep at night? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, it took me a really long time to decide what was going to make. I, I was really worried about making that post because I, I, the last thing I wanted was for people to feel like I was turning my back on yeah. something that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that connected with people, you know? Um, it was just not the case at all. We're like still really good friends. Yeah, I, I'm probably still going to have some sort of hand in what, that's Wind cool. Waker does in the future, sort of like a running touch Ocean Grove kind of type deal. That's cool. That's what yeah, we've kind yeah. of talked about. Um, and then like you'll 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 do guesties every now and then, that kind of thing. If they perform and you've got a night off, maybe I would love that. Yeah. I would love nothing more than to to do that. I mean, that's something that we sort of still have to discuss. But that I would absolutely love that. If I was still, if I was in the same city, even if we were, I feel like it's actually less weird to be on a tour together now. Yeah, yeah like we totally. kind of had a couple of those like weekends away. Um, where both we did bands that, have played. both bands have played, which that might have just been purely for the logistics of like yeah, actually yeah. me being able to be there because maybe we had offered something else that we'd had to turn something down. 
And of course, as well, like it, it plays a part in your your creative thinking and all that. Yeah. And let's talk about the fact that Wind Waker have some of the, the best meme game going on right yeah. now with a lot of the stuff we've seen on social media with you guys. I mean, that announcement that was made, Brownie, you would have seen that. It's it was the biggest hit article of the week on Wall of Sound. Because of the, the fact that Wind Waker had the wording, the, the way that you reshared the article was like, see it so long coward or something like that. Like everyone who knows Wind Waker knows that you guys are fun. You're, you're always up for a laugh and all that. And then when that came up, you know, half the fans were like, oh, that's hilarious. That's like a great joke. But then all of these other people who might not have known this is what you guys Quite are like. Quite the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I've read that and like, what's going on? And then they've gone to read the story and like realize there's no bad blood. There's no nothing like yeah. that. It's just you guys have this persona. And then the, the press photos with just... you scrubbed, scrubbed out and all of that. Like it's hilarious. But... But as you said, like, there's no bad blood. You're all good mates still. Yeah, we're completely still best friends. I mean, it's sometimes, it, you know, you can get in your own head a little bit because, you know, they're, they're like, for the longest time, we're like a family to me. I spend a lot of my days. And now because of all of it, it's sort of like I do see them a lot less. You know, mm. they are off doing their own shows. Yeah. So I don't, you know, get to see them as, as you know, the same amount of time that I, I used to. But, um no, we're still great friends, and you know that all that meme stuff comes from a place that I mean, me and Will have a really sick sense of humor, and we uh, the day that we uh, I made that post, um, we were just sending things back and forth. I'm we have a a little private Wind Waker group that is just for like you know posting you know maybe like is pre- this with the fans the sitch posting is, yeah the sitch posting yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is obviously like a bit of a meme in itself but. Um, you know, we had we we'd we'd taken submissions and stuff like that. We were That's like, right. yeah, we'd 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 asked for like you best know, your meme best gets best meme, yeah, gets reposted yeah. kind of thing. Me and Will are just like messaging each messaging each other, just being like, oh, what can we like say here? Like, what's like the most like, you know, dankest e- shit, yeah, yeah, effed up thing we can like <laughs> poor taste thing we could say. That, you know, for something that's supposed to be kind of bittersweet, you know, we just went the other way and we're just like. Nah, we're gonna like make it sort of almost like fake beef in a way. Yeah. And I and I, I actually I actually wanted to as the reside page wanted to comment on the um the wall of sound post and be like <laughs> I wanted to as me as reside be be something I say something along the lines of like nah you can keep him kind of thing <laughs> like just like we don't want it, we don't want him either like <laughs> it's just part, see, it's it's ingrained in our personalities. But yeah. see, here's the thing, right? You can be way too stiff with making those statements as well. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. there is definitely I saw it a little while ago where there's like a template for like local bands oh, it's with a heavy heart that, that, that we one. have to announce that yeah no that one there was a template and it was yeah. just like words you could words insert the name yeah. and the yeah. the band and no I, I definitely was pretty aware of that as well yeah. I mean that actually is really funny in hindsight that would have been really funny to do but <laughs> I also I, I would be worried that people would take that post as a joke and then like yeah because yeah. I think people were already kind of thinking that it was a bit of a joke yeah. anyway. I mean, mm. you sort of are at a band of that caliber now where people mm. were sort of second guess what Wim Waker are saying and doing and whether it's true or not. Like when this came from 
it, it came from a genuine place. You explained the whole situation, and there was no negativity with it. There was a couple of fans who were like, yeah, get rid of him. But I think yeah. they're all part of the joke and all yeah. that. But, like, it, it came from a serious spot where you explained yourself. You explained that the, the issues that you were having. Is the reasoning. Like, yeah, exactly. And people were really welcoming and, and forgiving of that. And the fact that they're going to continue on and support both bands is just a testament to what you've done with your time with on this both band. sides of the... And yeah. where you're heading, that kind of thing. So, like, you know, it's a rough situation to find yourself in. But I think that the way you and the boys have handled this situation... Everyone wins. It's been perfect. It's been absolutely perfect. There's not one thing that you could have done differently with this to sort of reveal this news to people and then move on. So, like, that's a testament to you guys for all being together for each other with that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I th- I'm very blessed. I, I, I found that whole... That day was really weird um, because, I don't know, I, in my mind, I think, like... The external view of the band is different to how I view it from like the other side internally. Like I see behind the scenes, you know, yeah, who we yeah. are and what what we're like. And, you know, in my mind, I don't see us as, you know, this band that like, I, I was really surprised that people gave a crap about like me leaving. Honestly, I was like, why? But like, I'm very blessed and I'm thankful that people took it the right way. As I said, I didn't want people to feel like I was sort of turning my back. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want no. that. And yeah, I'm really, really happy that, you know, I, I'm thankful that people were so supportive about it. Of course. I guess, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> we're going to have you stick around and keep chatting about some <laughs> some more music and, and news and events and that sort of stuff. Sweet. But So tell us, Liam, are you a nerd at all? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Are you, well, are, are you into dress, sci-fi? If you, you, you need to get an understanding of this. You've got like the, the black like suede shoes and, <laughs> and like bright colored socks. White jeans. I'm jealous of a man who can pull off white jeans. I know, jeans. right? Exactly. You, you would fit into the category of us. Like nerds come in all shapes and sizes and, and you know, stature and tattoos yeah. and not and all that. But there's something that sort of struck gold with Pricey this week, which I yeah. think is just, it's you in a nutshell. So the way I explained it was... In the Venn diagram of Which the two for us circles, idiots who don't know the, what that is, the two circles mm-hmm. overlapping, right? Or and then you've got the space three, in the middle. The space yeah. in the ah. middle, right? So metal is one circle. Star Wars is another. Overlapping, right there in the center of it, it's just a picture of me. It's you, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Destroyer lines and supernova, the comic book convention and and sci-fi and movies and anime and all of that sort of stuff, announced that. Galactic Empire are coming to Australia. Now, if you don't know what Galactic Empire is, it's essentially Star Wars cosplay, playing instruments in cosplay, uh, playing the main themes from the Star Wars saga. So, you know, even even the, the new episodes, so they play things like Ray's theme and, and all ah, that sort of stuff. So they'll play like Jewel of the Fates from the prequels. They'll play the Imperial March, March. Oh, you know, all right. that sort of stuff. Ray's theme from the new, but like in like metal, like but like metal style, metal. yeah. And uh, you know, why you... haven't you got the call up to come and join the band? I know you can Ooh, play boy, drums, I'm... mate. I saw Ooh, you drumming boy, at the I'm wedding. Not that good a drummer. The question is, what costume would you be dressing up as um, if you were in the band? Like honestly, like trying to find I've, out your I've... favorite character right now. Yeah, I mean, my favorite character is Chewbacca. Yeah, but. I feel like that'd be well too hard to play drums in. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like sweaty. any of them are overly easy to play in. Like if you watch their film clips, like it's a logistical nightmare. Darth Vader that, playing, yeah. like there's no way in those gloves that he's got, that he's got any sort of fine touch on the strings on the guitar. Like that, that'd be hard to do. Now you showed me a video of this band before. Yeah. And that's, 
I love it. It's awesome. It reminds me of like all like the the Simpsons band, you know, like yeah. the Doctor Colossus and yes, Oakley yes. Doakleys and stuff like that. There one, there was one member of that band I feel like was missing. It was a Darth Maul. I think. Yeah, uh, it, I think. Or is there? A Darth I think Maul? later on they change up there. That's sick. I think there was the early days of the band. Yeah. The most of the cosplay that you see there is them in actual, uh, like, like storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was. I think maybe. When the Disney merger came about, I think oh, a copyright claim got yeah. smashed on them. Right. And so now their costumes are actually like, they're obvious what characters they're meant to be, but they're, but they're changed. Tweaked in a little way to make it yeah. not be that exact copy. And I think copy. since then there's been a like a Darth Maul um, added and there's the guy, the drummer is still Boba Fett, but yeah. like you can tell it's Boba Fett more from the colors and the, yeah, right. and the, the sort of helmet and that sort of stuff. But okay. like, the visor changed. You get up close, the, it looks different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think it's I like think an the, Audi brand Star Wars. Kinda. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think the uh, I think the Disney thing affected a lot more uh, stuff than damn that mouse hostile takeover. Of but everything. at the same time, we just get so much more now. So I'm 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 in two. Yeah, that, that's a it. Now that's a whole other conversation. That really is. It really I, is. I wish I'd all, if I'd known that we were going to talk about this, I would have almost brought Ariel with me because him and I. We talk. We love. We we love big Star Wars fans. We love Star Wars. We go. Right we out. make. Yeah. We make it a yearly event to go see the Star Wars movies yep. and stuff like yep. that. Yep. This new movie, I'm actually more excited to have the discussion about it. Maybe even potentially rip into it more than I am about watching. which about Episode Nine or yeah, Episode, episode nine, eight. Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of yeah. Skywalker. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I don't know where it's going to go. Anyway. I don't, I don't I, think anyone knows. I yeah. think that's the that's the great thing about yeah. it. I mean, the last Jedi, love it or hate it, I think mm. left it in such a spot where it's like, man, this could go anywhere. Anywhere, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it is really good to have JJ back. Um, yes. Uh, I think he will. Look, I, I actually really love The Last Jedi. It's not an overly popular no. uh, opinion. No. Look, I think it's... Uh, there's a lot of people who don't understand this. Like, mm. there was that... The, not so much the rumour, because it became fact. Like, there was all of these Russian bots that slammed the movie to create all of this controversy surrounding yeah. it. And then all these people jumped on the bandwagon because yeah. X amount of people... Like, there was thousands upon thousands of people ripping into it. So, yeah. sorry to, you know, turn all nerdy for a second and talk about this, but it's all connected in some way, shape, or form. But, like... Because of those people, I think it gave it, the Last Jedi it a bad some name. Hate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like how you get all these people slamming a band, for example, mm. and like unfortunately, your opinion might be swayed because they're in mass ripping into a band for for whatever it might be, or the other way around. Unfortunately, as well, yeah. it kind of taints like the your perception of it, and it's the same reason why I I you know we all try to be so positively talking, whether it be about festival lineups, mm. tours, long lines of that. What yeah, you want, that's, that's that's where you bring it back because that's a big issue in in the Australian scene. I think is like, and I saw it happening this week. Like we've got these two really great lineups that have been announced, good things, and and uh, unify, and then like literally the day after, and I know I know I got a little cranky at you about it, Brownie, but. I started seeing more people just like immediately be like, "Righto, download. Where's your lineup?" It's like Jesus, like give them a minute. Like that was that was me. That was me making a Wind Waker meme crack actually. <laughs> yeah, because I I didn't mean for it to sound that bad. But in saying that, but then I when see, you see the GIF, and I you see look how right. sarcastic the the actual character okay, so, is. Okay, so so for those yeah. who missed it, the the game the the GIF comes from as I found out, it's not Happy Gilmore, it's Caddyshack, and it's no, a, it's not. It's it, isn't it? What someone told me oh, it was Caddyshack. Sorry, it is. It is, and it's inserted into Happy Gilmore. Oh. 
yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So I thought of I thought of it like, oh, well, we're waiting, but no, it's like, well, we're waiting. Yeah, like he's a, being a real a smart condescending ass. asshole, yeah. and I've just done that. And look, we know that download festival is coming. It is. They just yeah. obviously got things happening behind the scenes, and yeah. I. Well, Probably they're, put my finger in there. What they're doing, doing is making sure they've got the best possible lineup they can. Yeah. And just because they announced their lineup at a similar time around about now, last, last year, year, doesn't mean they've got the same rollout for next year. Exactly. Like, maybe just chill and wait for them to announce. And perhaps they want their own spotlight. You yeah. know, with, yeah. especially with all the other festivals giving their line, like announcing their lineups, perhaps they just want that space. You know, that, uh, from a marketing perspective, yes. really clever. And like, look, there's there's still at least six months before the festival would take place in March if it if is taking that's place. Indeed, when they're going to do it? Correct. Again. We don't yeah. know what's going on. All we need to do is just take a book, a, a leaf out of Captain America's book. Oh, here we go. And um, patience. Oh right. You don't remember that. No, but okay. Okay. At the, at the end of Spider-Man, before Infinity War came about, like the end credit, everyone's like, we're going to see a glimpse of it. He comes out, he's like, uh, everyone. Oh, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. He's like, where are you going yeah. with that? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Patience. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. There's your Marvel nerd side come out. Correct. Uh, now, talking about Marvel and nerdy side, uh, this is a topic that we've wanted to cover in this podcast for quite a bit of time now. When it comes to like the two merging together, mm. so like you get metal with nerd content, nerd, exactly that. And so the the obvious one there is soundtracks. Yeah, and exactly. So yeah, there's like I feel like there's a lot of uh, superhero films and comic book properties and whatever and and nerd properties that end up with these great soundtracks with metal or heavy music or alternative music on it um and like or, or games even so you end up with something like doom and doom eternal which yeah. is coming soon and and Mick uh, Gordon. yeah like i think that was like one of the the earliest metal soundtracks that i was exposed to growing up playing doom and hearing that like not knowing what metal was at age 10 or 9 or whatever it was when i first started playing that game well, I mean, also, do you remember... Did you ever play Duke Nukem 3D? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Megadeth did the... the da 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 Yeah, that's, that's Megadeth, that. man. Well, yeah. so Converted down to 8-bit. Thanks, Dad, for telling us yeah. all about that. I just play that game for the boobies, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> you remember how you, you would make your way around, you go find those Shake secret rooms? Shake baby. That's exactly it. Let's even go back to like the the late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, a movie that you mentioned to me, Spawn. That was something that like the, soundtrack. The, the hardcore Amazing. ravers back in the day was like frothing they, for that. They placed metal and alternative artists alongside EDM artists for every track on the soundtrack. Are you aware of this? I remember that. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, like what Bring Me the Horizon are doing now, but like a stripped down version of it. Kinda. So like you got like Filter and the Crystal Method on there. Tom Morello with the Prodigy. Silverchair with. DJ called Vitro. Who else is on there? DJ Spooky and Marilyn Manson. Like, yeah. it's, it's just the whole soundtrack is just so solid. And look, the movie wouldn't be the same without that blend no. together, right? It's the same as like. It's peak 90s, though. Yeah. It's absolute peak 90s. And then 90s. look, The Matrix came about, and then that took inspiration, Boom. I guess, in a Raging way. Raging Machine, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. You, you would Absolutely. you would have to say, like, because of that movie, it put metal in, like, a mainstream angle. Like, yeah. can you imagine if it went back and they had chosen to go with, like, an in, 
a dance music or, or a DJ or something like that. Mm. It would have changed the movie completely. However, adding that metal soundtrack to it with those artists mm. and then like they essentially helped launch P.O.D.'s career because they yeah, did the soundtrack P- for the second movie. The second one, yeah. I was Wake say, up, that's yeah. Cool. Oh, no, no, Wake Up. It was um, Sleeping Awake. Yes. Wake Up was Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, from the first one. But yeah. But that said, like, P.O.D. had tracks on, like, the Little Nicky soundtrack and stuff like that as well. Um, They had Southtown and Boom. How good did Little Nicky do back in the day? You know, I remember (laughs) seeing the movies because it was great. And then that was, like, one of the last good Adam Sandler movies before... Can't argue. Yeah, Yeah. before Click came about and just ruined everything for him. Oh, man. See, I really like Click. I, I definitely so cried dark. like twice when I saw Click in the cinema. I was so like, I was with my mom and I was just like, <laughs> you don't see you don't the see it back half of that movie yeah. going the way it was going to go. Yeah. What were the other soundtracks we talked about? There was there was the, the DC collaboration. Oh which... yeah, the DC Dark Knight's Metal uh, soundtrack, which was intended to soundtrack your reading of the comic books yeah so essentially and like you read a comic book and you play these songs in the background and as you're reading through the scenes they kind of it. they kind of like go up in tone and down so it sets the mood for what's happening which it's interactive multimedia yeah which is just a fantastic I mean, you, you idea you kind of have to control it a little bit but if it's... you're a fast reader you'll ruin everything yeah. but you sort of read along with it it gauges like where you are supposed yeah. to read up to and what's happening so people like Brand Daler from Mastodon and, and Chino Marino and Jason Butler and a whole bunch of those people contributed to that and con- contributed original songs too and a lot of people might not know these songs existed because no. of the fact that they haven't read these comics and didn't know about it like that Jason mm. Butler one is amazing mm. and like that, that could have been a perfect song for either Let Live or Fever 333 it's kind of in between and just seeing the cover of what it was, it seems to be that's for an issue that uh, deals with like Suicide Squad because like yeah, Killer Croc yep. is in there and yep. Harley Quinn. And like listening to that song, is like the vibe for that is just totally bang on. Which makes you think that when they do the new Suicide Squad movie, yeah, will they have a soundtrack that's worthy enough of that yeah, movie? rather than 21 Pilots. Because they're rebooting it. <laughs> now, in, your, in their defense, that was a great song. I agree. Everything else on the album, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that that new movie with James Gunn is going to yeah. be like yeah. way better. Oh, look, as as the world's biggest like DC fanboy, like I'll be the first to admit that they've really cooked it with us with a big chunk of their film properties. Well, the, the thing is, and that's the biggest symbol. They've of all done them, like Suicide the Squad. exact opposite of Marvel in the sense yeah. that. And, and I'm not saying the mar- like you should only follow that template. Yeah, but it's they like, would have copped it for doing that as well. Yeah, they would have yeah. copped it, but Marvel established all these characters that you cared about and then brought them into an ensemble movie. Whereas DC is just like had this ensemble cast with Justice League and Batman yeah. vs Superman, and then tried to make all these like other movies that we just sort of don't hang read. off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't. No, yeah, it, it doesn't hit the same way. Let, let's see what they do with this, but also let's give it the soundtrack it deserves. Yeah. So if they're listening, if they're taking any inspiration from anyone... Here we go. What's a band? That, I was that, about to say it, that. Yeah. What band would you like to see on that soundtrack, Liam? I think I think you said it before. Fever 333 would be just an amazing... Yeah, it would be dope. See, look, for me, I, I think of like the story behind it, right? These are these are bad people yep. doing good. So when you yep. think about it, who's a bad person or someone who's publicly criticised for what they do and doing good in the world. Fred Durst, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Bang, get yeah. one of their brand new songs on this and there you go. See, I was going to go with something like Attila. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I back that. I back that so hard. Yeah, I'd go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, I get you, and, and, and it not would only work, that, but like surprise cameo in the film for Franz, like, yeah. But like in a dress, it just like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like it'd just, be sick. Just, just an Arkham Asylum yes. inmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Harley Quinn, right? <laughs> you could, no, you could totally, you could make him like, uh, like Calendar Man or something like that, uh, where he's yeah. just got like all of the like the numbers like tattooed all over his body or something yeah, like that. Could be, oh, yeah, that's yeah. actually a genuinely good idea rather yeah. than me just trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's send this uh, podcast to Warner Brothers and give them some legit ideas of what yeah. needs to be done with this movie. Because we're super qualified to be giving <laughs> pointers to this big conglomerate. So, on news this week, I mean, we were talking about Megadeth joining the Five Finger Death Punch tour in yeah. Europe and all yeah. of that stuff. Uh, and we were, we were discussing Dave's health uh, amongst that as well. Pleased to say he's actually, the doctor's report has come back saying he's he's all well. He's Things are looking positive. Ready to go forward. for the uh, the mega cruise. Mega cruise is coming up soon. The one he's doing with Anthrax and Slayer. It's like a big cruise ship. Like what could possibly go wrong? Metal on the open seas. <laughs> but like his doctors have said that uh, his throat cancer battle is going positively. They've yep. got a really good outlook on what's going forward. He just needs to obviously take a bit of rest and time. We all knew this was going to happen. We all like... No one. I don't think anyone had a doubt in their mind that he wouldn't pull through. So, or that he was having getting the best care. That yeah, he could, yeah, exactly. So for him to be able to do this and and come out the other side is just fantastic. So yep. like you know we've got nothing. Best wishes. Nothing to say besides you know get yourself back on track again. Like take your time, whatever you need, and when you come to Australia, we'll go twice as hard for you coming out the other side of it. Nice and uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, look, this this Friday we're going to see the new Hell Yeah album, Welcome Home, coming back, which is actually the last one to feature Vinnie Paul's recordings with, uh, who sadly passed away shortly after he had finished all of his recordings, his drum parts for it all. And it's actually a really decent album. I, I can't stress this, this enough. I've never really been much of a fan of Hell Yeah in the past. For me, Vinnie Paul was all about Pantera. That was my yeah. introduction to him and, and everything that he's through. I didn't even know he was in... I, I feel very ignorant right now. I only knew him as the Pantera guy. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. after Pantera all finished up, a couple of them went to go do different bands. Yeah. Phil went to go do Down. He formed uh, Hell Yeah with Chad from Mudvayne. Mudvayne, yeah. So, like... He's, he's been there and he's he's been like a, an iconic member of this music industry and always been like at the back because that's where drummers sit, obviously. But I feel like it's such a sad thing that some of his best work with Hell Yeah was the last album he'll ever do. Yeah. But like what a way to leave your legacy behind with mm. these songs. I mean, the four singles that have come out have surpassed everything that they have released in the past for me. And um, I, I just think it's honourable what the band are doing releasing this because if yeah. they sat there going look we can't do anything they with did it. talk about shelving it yeah exactly at one point and, just, and, and saying like we you know if we're going to bother to release this we're going to do it in such a way that honours exactly you know. and they've got Roy so from well. Stone Sour playing the drums yep. with them which you know he's not replacing he's just keeping he's the, it alive yep. and, and the shows that they are doing aren't hell yeah tours they're hell yeah shows with a memorial to Vinnie Paul to keep that legacy Amazing. alive, which I think is a fantastic thing. So, look, if you love a bit of dad metal, it, it's definitely something you need to go and listen to. And just, I, I guarantee by the time you get to the end of the album, you will shed a tear when you think about the whole way through and go, this is it. Like, the last song Vinnie ever heard live. This or, is the, these are the last things that yeah. he had his touch on. And yeah. the band had finished the song Welcome Home. That was the very last song See, of that's Hell been, Yeah. That's 
that's my pick from the record. Yeah, it's it's the ballady kind of yeah. like send off one. And if yeah. that's the song that he, the last song you got to hear, yeah, I'm, well, that's I'm, a nice I'm, moment. I'm tearing up right here. I don't know if it's because we've got some men like there's some there's, there's some, some man, man heat coming off us all right here, now. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah, definitely give it a listen and like just have that moment where you sit there and go, all right, that's that's his send off. It'll be great. Totally. Well, I think we're at the end of our little sojourn into nerdiness and metal and heavy music and Wind Waker and Reside this week. <laughs> There's plenty happening, big, which is fantastic. Big thank you to Liam for yes. joining us as our co-host. Thank you for having me, guys. That's sorry awesome. for putting up the stench, man. Like, I'm sorry to contribute to the stench. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in this together. But uh, that is it for the Matter of Faction podcast for the Handshake Media Group. You can check out everything they do in all the past episodes. Until next week. I'm Pricey. I'm Brownie. Catch you later. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.